0: You are now listening to The Moon Child. It is officially March 23rd on a Tuesday afternoon, 12 o'clock. Sunny day, but it's actually very, very windy. But I enjoy when the sun is out. It's officially spring. The days are longer. The nights are starting to get shorter. And just last night, in the middle of a game, we made our first trade. Tyrese Halliburton had a career high, 28 points. Fox doing his thing, getting 30. We're 3-1 in these past four games. Uh, We had a very bad loss against Philly. I'm glad we, you know, bounced back. Because we lost to Philly without Joe Embiid and Ben Simmons. We bounced back pretty well against the Cavaliers, which is a game I expect to win. I believe we got the Hawks again. i like to see how we bounce back versus them. Also, they're on the win streak Nate McMillan is changing the identity on that team of that team uh, mainly on the defensive end uh, that team had a lot of defensive issues Our team has defensive issues I wish that would be changed but you know we're still in the middle of the season still in the middle of grind and we made our first trade just a trade for the Clippers to clear some roster space uh, we picked up a young player and he's a six nine center. Now I'm not completely enthusiastic about another undersized center, but I'm starting to get the vibes maybe, you know, Uh, I remember watching, I don't know how to really pronounce his name, so if I get it wrong, bear with me, it's Mufandu Kimbangale, I believe that's his name, but he's from Florida State, you know, I like Florida State cats, Um, 6'9", he can roll really well, athletic, good rim protector. Like I say, he just lacks size and experience. Now, what I was thinking about this trade is that he fits that Rashawn Holmes mold. Now, I think his—I think we can let him walk on a qualifying offer. I believe I I'll have to do more research on that. Um, but if we let him walk, I think we'll be bringing back Rashawn Holmes. Or if we choose not to bring back Rashawn Holmes, because Rashawn Holmes is due about 13 to 15 million. And that's Monty's decision, whether he wants to bring him back or not. Cause I personally think that Rashawn Holmes, he shouldn't be a starting center. We shouldn't have to like beg him to be a starting center, but I think he can be a a top five, top three candidate. If he's got, you know, if he was in the six man role, his energy off the bench, um, his efficiency inside the paint and his defense can be really valuable off the bench. Just not against seven-foot centers where we're, you know, against guys like Embiid, Jokic, Vucevic, because those type of guys tear us up every single time. Um, But with Kambangale, I'm excited for it. I'm not, you know, it's a young player. He has a chance to break out. I look at every player that comes to the Kings. You know, they have an opportunity to, you know, really revive their career, kind of like Rashawn Holmes. There's a lot of opportunities on this team. Um, when it comes to the front court, because Bagley's not taking it. You see, Rashawn Holmes is the only one taking it. Um, Bay Elise is probably on his way out. Hassan Whiteside is going to be on his way out. So, there's some opportunity in the front court for this team. And I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. But, you know, it's another undersized center. I just hope he can bring a different energy and impact on the defensive end, kind of like Rashawn Holmes. So, I'm excited to see. But I won't be talking too much about the Kings. Um, otherwise, you know we're three and one in these past four games. I don't want to get too high horse on myself because um, this team showed me time and time again this season that they are very inconsistent, except for a, a few players like De'Aaron Fox and Rashawn Holmes. Tyrese has been going through a little rookie wall, wall lately, but yesterday um, he's starting to establish himself as you know as a starter. He had a nice 28 points. He was very efficient. And the thing with Tyrese, like I said, it's not always about the stat sheet. He can have four points in 28, 30 minutes. Um, But if you just sit there and watch him play, um, he makes winning plays. And he contributes to winning basketball, and he wants to win. So that's great to see. And we do have a future. It's important to remember that. But building a winning culture, then stocking up on talent is more important. And we'll see how we compete, and we'll see what more moves that we make. In his trade deadline whether if we keep Buddy and Harrison Barnes or we choose to send him away but I got some Lakers slander to approach because my boy Miguel for a Laker fan thinks that they're gonna be all good with LeBron James and Anthony Davis out and I am here to tell you that things are gonna go south as long as they are out all right um, Lakers is a bottom tier lottery team without LeBron James and Anthony Davis now if you have one just have one of them they officially a playoff team but you got to understand those role players that are on that team they're not gonna they're not stars and they're built specifically for LeBron and Anthony Davis um, you got some teams like the Clippers the Blazers the Nuggets that's trying to catch ground they're not too many games behind and if LeBron James is out for three to four weeks, and Anthony Davis is still out for another three to four weeks. You might see the Lakers drop down to the sixth seed. The Blazers, the Nuggets, the Clippers, they ain't going nowhere. They're only a, two or three games behind. On top of that, the Jazz and the Suns are in front of them. But this could work in the Lakers' favor in a way. Say if they drop down to the sixth seed and they have to play the Suns in the first round. I for sure we got LeBron and the Lakers over the Suns. But as far as what they got going on now, I remember telling y'all that the Lakers schedule has been easy at the beginning of half of the season. Their schedule is not going to get no easier, and teams are going to get more desperate to win. They're going to be playing majority, majority of their games is going to be more playoff teams. Um, they still got to play against a lot of Eastern Conference teams. They still got to play the Jazz a couple more times. They haven't even played the Kings. They only played the Kings once. And I like the Kings' chances with no LeBron James and, and Kyle Kuzma, for sure. Um, if Dennis Schroeder is your best player, that's just not enough. So right now, they're no different from the Pelicans, the Kings, or even the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, Montrezl Harrell, um, Kyle Kuzma, that's not enough for the Western Conference. And also with LeBron being injured, I, I had him number, once, once Embiid went down, I'm like LeBron's number one because he was still leading that Lakers team to top three in the West. There is no way they're gonna be winning more games without LeBron than with him. There's just no way. That's a pure fact. So I'm talking to two different people right now. So as far as LeBron fans, I'm gonna take it easy on them. You know, I know the key, Y'all King. He's injured. He's having a great season. I'm not throwing no hate towards him. This is all about him. All right. Now, for Laker fans, this is not about the Lakers. This is about LeBron, all right? Um, y'all would not be in this position. Y'all would never had a chance to have a title if it wasn't for LeBron James signing a four-year deal. Let's get that straight. We've seen the Lakers try to build a team and from scratch through the draft and since the Kobe era. And they're no different from the Kings or what the Pelicans is now, all right? Mediocre. Because of LA, and there's a reason why a lot of people don't like the Lakers, coming from a Sacramento Kings fan. They don't have the advantages to just have LeBron come sign a four-year deal on a team that only won 35 games the year before. Or actually, no, less than 35 games. So that doesn't just happen for any team. It only happens for big markets because of the business side of basketball. But this is a big opportunity not only that, um, for the teams to overtake the Lakers, um, in the standings, like I said, the Nuggets, the Blazers, the Clippers, they come in. Um, this also changes the MVP conversation. Like I said, with Joel and went down, I had LeBron as the number one for the MVP conversation. Now he's gonna miss these next three to four weeks. There's too many guys that are putting great numbers for, uh, in you know, for somebody to be injured. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna hurt their chances. There's too many guys putting up great numbers for, you know, injuries to keep you in that conversation. It's just that's just the reality of it. Jokic is putting the best statistical season. One of the, he's he's putting up the best statistical season over everybody, plus minus efficiency, um, all of that. You know what I'm saying? And he's leading his team to some wins. They're they're starting to make their way up. And you know, if, if Jokic can get his team to the third or second seed, and he's doing what he's doing, because he's playing pretty much every night. He's getting you 28, 10, and 10 almost every night on a, at a high level, giving it his all. And he's doing his job on the defensive end, like I said, the leader in plus minus. Um his team is literally much better with him on the floor. There's no um, player in the NBA right now. According to the numbers, you know, people like to talk about the numbers. There's no player that's um, leading this team to more wins than Jokic right now. It's just there's nobody in the league right now. So, with that being said, there's also Damian Lillard, who is still fighting, clawing, scratching his team to a top five seed in the Western Conference and he doesn't have CJ McCollum or Nurkic. CJ McCollum is now just coming back, but he's just been doing it on a night-to-night basis being the closer, getting you 30, getting you 8 to 10 assists a game without his without his big without his big man. So um they're putting up some good cases. They're probably going to overtake LeBron in MVP conversation. And then there's also another guy that I got to talk about too. That's You know, really kind of just ease his way back into this MVP conversation. That's James Harden. And James Harden is going to be an interesting story where I can tell my kids now. he's just this guy who's just a pure, probably the best offensive player that I have ever seen, where he can just do it all, where he can become a six-man, he can become a pure playmaker, he can become the greatest scorer. It's it's, it's really wild. He can play off-ball, he can do backdoor cuts, He has proven that he can do it all on the offensive level. To call him selfish, I feel like it's unfair. Um, We all know the type of system that he was in. In Houston, he was doing what he was asked to do. They wanted him to hold possession for the whole shot clock ISO and get a bucket because that's what the Rockets felt like that was their best chance to win. Now he's in Brooklyn. He's just getting triple doubles in his sleep, getting 11 plus assists in his sleep. Playing every single game. He doesn't miss games. Kyrie's about to miss a couple more games. KD has been out. James Harden's just still there hooping. Like, nothing's happening. Brand new team. Just brand new team and just puts up MVP numbers. And they're the best team in, you know, them and Philly's the best team in the East right now. Playing with brand new players, new coach. Well, I mean, you still got Tony there. But that's, he just made that transition so seamless. Kind of like the way he just made it to Houston. Kind of like how he just off the bench in OKC. How he would close out games in OKC. So, I mean, there's, there's some, we got to put some respect on his name. And he's definitely top five in MVP conversation. Um, if I was to re-rank it, you know, if I'm not going to have Embiid and LeBron in there for right now. Jokic is number one. Dame is number two. I would have Harden over Giannis right now. I would have Harden at number three. Giannis at number four, because Giannis is playing at a very high level as well. And then I would like to see I still like to sneak Steph, Steph Curry up in there. You know, Steph Curry's still balling. I like the the shit that he's doing. Uh, it's gonna be interesting how the Warriors come back next year. But yeah, this this has been an interesting season. It's been interesting. We're gonna see the trades that's coming out. Um there's actually been a trade rumor that. That the um, Nuggets are trying to go after Lonzo Ball. And I, I like to see that happen because I don't think Jamal Murray is a point guard. I think he's a shooting guard. Um, if you can just have him score, just become a scorer, I think that will suit him better. And and the Pelicans are offering bull bull. So that will be interesting because the Pelicans have a bunch of picks. I think they're going to, as far as point guard, I think they're going to go with Kyra Lewis and um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. As long, you know, you still got Zion and Ingram under contract. I think you bring Bobo in there. That would be interesting. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been going with the NBA. I have, wish I could watch a little bit more, but I, I am working two jobs. So, I'm still keeping up the season. And, you know, it's just fun. Things are changing constantly. So, it's been cool to be covering this whole season. And I just want to get into March Madness a little bit also to kind of like finish this thing out. Um, I think I talked about this before, like that Mark, we're we're seeing a change in college basketball where uh, we're going to see the, you know, the top prospects. They're going to go through this G League system. Uh, I don't think the one and done is not it, you know, where you can play in the G League and get NBA space in NBA experience, play against grown men. And you do that for one year and then go to the league that you've been, you know, preparing your whole life for. Uh, college basketball is about to start losing a lot of ratings. You know why? Because they are not going to have those same exciting players. And it's going to be real basketball. you got to be a real basketball fan and really just watch college basketball. Um, because there's a lot less athleticism, a lot of less superhumans, a lot more fundamentals. And what you're seeing right now, you ain't see no blue buds. Um in a tournament right now, except for UCLA, but I won't even consider them a blue blood the way they were like in the 70s and early 2000s. But all those one and done freshmen, they didn't, especially during this COVID year, they didn't get no time to play with each other. So you're seeing a lot of experience taking over, experience over talent. Um, Loyola Chicago just upset Illinois. Um, You see Ohio State go down. You're seeing Syracuse dominate, right? You're seeing Syracuse go far right now, Oregon go far right now, UCLA. A lot of Pac-12 schools is doing their thing right now. Um, But a lot of these teams with a bunch of juniors and seniors is is going further in the tournament because of experience. And right now my final four is still on track. That's why I like Florida State as a four seed go into the final four because I know they start a lot of juniors and seniors. Gonzaga, I think they're a high level ba- basketball program. Houston has a big opportunity to go to the Final Four now, especially that Illinois got eliminated. And Baylor's been doing their thing. So, um, as far as is this good for college basketball, I think um, college basketball is about to start going back to, you know, kind of being normal where, you know, you get guys where you can expect them to be there for three or four years and, you know, develop. Instead of like the big schools just getting all this talent, um, all these, you know, NBA draft prospects just for one year. I think all these NBA draft prospects that know that they're going to be in the NBA um, should just go straight to the G League and night system. I think that's the way to go. I think it's better for college basketball because um, as far as the players, wise, they won't have to go to the college for one year and they just make hella of money off of these you know, draft prospects and draft prospects might just have to spend a year college being broke and stuff like that and not have to take money all that. That way they can just go take the money and, you know, regular basketball players can still play college basketball under scholarship and hopefully to make their name and go to the NBA one day. So I don't think it's really no, um, no big deal, to be honest. And yeah, so it's been an interesting tournament. It's gonna be interesting to see who wins, and yeah. So I'm gonna keep. I wanted to keep the episode short today. I'm gonna to come back and record another, another one tomorrow. Figuring out, I might talk about something different. I've been wanting to talk about, um, my like ideas, um, as far as what's what I'm gonna be doing with this podcast. As you guys see, so far I've been just keeping it on sports, keeping it on sports. When I originally started, there's other things I want to talk about. And now with COVID kind of, you know, slowing down a little bit, I want to start bringing guests on here, talking about other people's experience when it comes to different things, whether social media, relationships, astrology, personal experiences, stories, all that. Um, but as y'all know, you know, I wanted to Kind of cover this whole NBA season, stay consistent with one thing, improve my consistency to y'all and to myself, and I think this is just a good, this is a good experience and a fun hobby that I built. And for the people that's listened to it, it it just it makes me keep going. So I'm gonna keep it at there today. I know this is like a little 18, 19 minute, but I'm keeping it short today. I gotta do some house shopping today. Um, I'll get into those details another time. We'll see how it goes. I work later tonight. So, I am now a chef, actually, now at a Mexican restaurant called Zocalo. So, this is a good experience. That's a good experience as well. We'll see how that goes because they be tipping hella. And yeah, to all the lovely people listening, I hope you have a wonderful evening, day, whenever you listen to this. And just keep it pushing. Peace.